Hey, Plant Family, I want to thank you for joining us for this podcast. This podcast is centered on a missions trip that Joe Florio had gone to Hayes, Montana. And this is not the first time that Joe has been to Hayes or the Plant Church. We have been partnering with Hayes now for about four years, really building relationships with the Native community out there. And Joe has really been building a ministry to the Native community um, really not only in Hayes, Montana, but also in Arizona, correct? Yeah, the Navajo, Navajo Nation, yes. Yeah, and so we wanted to just hear about this journey that you went on. And and I, and I love talking to Joe because so much of what you're going to hear is, is the very reason why we love Joe so much. Joe has really embraced what it means to know Christ and... Make him known. To gather to... Scatter. I remember when he and Margie first came to the plant, and I was so excited to get to know he and his family, and, and knew that there was going to be this special relationship of really partnering for ministry. And, and so what had happened was there was a trip planned back in the fall, December time, to go to Hayes and to do what we've done in the past. Um, but then you have COVID-19 coming, and the trip was canceled. But what made you go even after the trip was canceled? I felt the trip had to go on. Last year, there was not a trip. And that summer in Hayes, that's the town in Fort Belknap. That's the Indian reservation where on Fort Belknap reservation, weekly during the summer, there were deaths occurring from uh, traffic accidents, from alcoholism, from drug overdoses, from suicide. So this, this year... We had to go out somehow. Yeah. And last year, Joe, when you were telling me all that was going on in Hayes, the language that the community was using was it was an epidemic that was happening in their community of both young people and older people that were passing away from, again, suicide or alcoholism or, or just deaths that were occurring on a really yeah. unthought of amount of people just passing away and some were self-induced others were just natural causes but it threw a real scare in the community correct yes they declared a state of emergency wow a state of emergency and, and so there came a point where joe was like this whole covid pandemic was happening and and the trip was canceled but something had sparked you to say i need to go tell us a little bit about the conversation um that you had had with margie to say let's go Margie was all set to go. She had time off and everything. She's also caring for her father. You know, we are. And she was like, you know, I, re I really can't. She's like, why don't you ask Leo? And I was like, Leo, he's my international worker friend who has time off. And I asked him, and Leo said yes right away. Leo's wife said yes right away to allowing him to go. And we, we went out. I uh, picked him up, and we did a road trip. And it was, yeah, we just did it together. And so... Margie wanted to go, but she knew that she had to stay home to be with her father. And so she sent you, she sent you on mission. And that's the beauty of, of Margie is Margie's always on the same page with you. You guys have been doing ministry together for so long. And I knew how bad that she wanted to go because you had shared with me and, and then she had shared like she wanted to go, but she knew that the best place for her to be was home. And so you went out for 17 days, three days there. No. Uh, three days out there, no. 11 days there, and then three days home. That, that's a very long yeah. journey. That's a long time to be away from home. So on your way, you had shared with me that you really use that as a time of prayer and preparation. You and Leo just spending time, um, just building the friendship and saying, what is God preparing our hearts to do? And not only preparing our hearts, but 
but how are we preparing ourselves to step into this community to be the hands and feet of Jesus? And so um, what did you do in Hayes? What didn't we do? We, Leo and I, we, I was, I was saying, Leo, you know what we're doing? Like, it's like the, if we're a team of like 10 to 12, that's what we're doing. We were over and, and did um, the church services for, for two Sundays. We were able to provide clothing uh, for the community, provide food and barbecues and lots and lots of prayer. And we did a leather working uh, workshop uh, one day and uh, prayer walks with trash cleanups. And uh, we did we did a lot. Yeah. And I think what I love about when I hear what you did out there, it's really what you do here in New Jersey. You just welcome people to be part of your everyday life. Uh, you say that you walked around and you, you did trash cleanup. And I know whenever you and I go on a walk, you make sure that you bring a garbage bag with you. And the Florios probably have the cleanest community in all of Bergen County. And so it's, it's so amazing to just hear that what you did was you went there to just be gospel present, correct? Yes. And everything that you do at home, you did in Montana. And so, um, I think that's what's so unique about the relationship we have with Hayes because oftentimes when churches go to Hayes, they really kind of do everything for them. And, and the church out there sometimes feel like, wow, we kind of missed an opportunity to do ministry together. But you have always said when you go to Hayes or you have gone to the Navajo Nation that it's your responsibility to equip them to love their neighborhood. Tell us a little bit about that. The... the one of the goals was, or, or the core of it was, I don't know, just kingdom living. Uh, us and us, not us going out to serve them. I wanted to, I even asked beforehand, like, can I share, can we share meals with other people in their homes? Can we even like sleep over other people's homes? We want, can, when we serve meals, can we have people in the community being by our side doing it? Can we do this all together? That, that was the whole mission was to do life on this missions trip together with, with the people. Yeah. And I know that even over the, the last couple of years, you have kept in touch with people there that have said, Hey, can you come back and do what you did last time? In other words, equip us more, correct? Yeah. We've been, you know, pen pals for, you know, the past three years when I had my uh, first missions trip over to the Hayes with the plant church. And these are relationships that have just grown and grown and grown and it's snowballed and adding just new friends, uh, weekly to the you know community of this this dialogue that we're having and joe I, I know you have a deep love for the native community and i i know that's one thing that you and i really share together um i'm actually native i'm cherokee um my great grandfather was 100 percent cherokee and my other grandfather was a native uh, american missionary and so he would go out to arizona oklahoma and he would just preach the gospel. And they had seen uh, several start churches started through their ministry. Um, not that they started their churches, but they had influenced people to plant churches in their native communities. And so it's something that we have really shared a heartbeat similar, not only you and I, but even the plants. I mean, our, the plant has been ministering to Hayes now for over four years Yes, with our relationship with Chris Ballard. Um, and so it's been really interesting to see how the church has now embraced this as well. And it's just a beautiful image of that we're called to Jerusalem, which is Mawa, West Milford, 
Judea, as we've worked with churches in uh, New York City or Jersey City, Samaria, which is Hayes, Montana, and then overseas in the uttermost parts of the world. And so for us as, as a church, we want to live out the great commission that Christ has called us to here, there, and everywhere. So, so talk to us about just a couple of the encounters that you had with people on, in Hayes that really stood out to you. There were so many encounters going on. The one that stands out is the angry woman. We were doing a prayer walk early in the morning, and uh, everything's quiet. And but I hear in the distance like hollering and 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 uh, cursing and and anger. So I was drawn to that. And this woman getting in her car with her teenage daughter, I motioned for her to roll down the window, and I just asked, "Can I pray for you?" She's like, okay. I put my hand on your shoulder. Okay. And just start praying. And I just, I let her know that, that I came from, that I was, I came from New Jersey to give her the message that I was giving her right now, that you are a, uh, a child of God, a daughter of God made in, in his image and just speaking truth into her. And she just began you know, tearing and, and, and weeping. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, quite, quite the moment there. What's another one you had shared about a little boy that really stood out to you? Yeah. Uh, in, in the park, we were doing a, a meal for the community and we had leftovers and we we're just calling people uh, into the park to enjoy uh, the meal and chili and what we're serving and watermelon. And this little boy just kind of wandering over like sheepishly. So we invited, you want some food? And he's like, okay. Yeah. And we were um, uh, just uh, hanging out and, and this little boy, uh, Chasen, uh, was just sharing how he was just uh, just afraid of different things, the dogs on the reservation or uh, being bullied at school or even being like the, the teachers are being mean to him and things and just a lot of fear. But he was able to just have fun around us and, and relax around us. And it turned out that I knew his grandfather very well from being a Facebook pen pal. So... Um, he had, you know, phoned his grandfather and he's like, Can I, you know, he's telling him who he's hanging out with. And he was able to actually spend the next few days with us. So riding his bike down to the church and hanging out with us and lighting off fireworks and things all week and just having fun. That's awesome. One of my favorite stories that you had shared with me was the healing of a man who, who couldn't hear. And, um, I remember when you shared this with me, I was in my basement after you got back from your trip and we were talking on the phone. I just started like having like a smile with, with tears in my eyes, seeing like, wow, the power of God is, is with Joe. And, and Joe, I can honestly attest that you have, God has used you to, to see several people healed. And we as a church have really pushed into the healing ministry of Jesus. Jesus said that you'll see the lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear, the mute speak. And you have actually practically seen that happen um, pretty often. It's, it's not uncommon for you. Tell us about this, the, the episode that you had with, with that man. We receive a, a knock on the church door, and two gentlemen uh, come up. And actually, they were like, rough-looking and kind of not totally with it. And looking back at the situation, we're like, were they on like something? And you know, quite possibly, yes. Yeah. So... But we, I invited them in, like, come into the church. You, uh, you know, they're asking for water. Sit down. And they're looking all around like, this is what a church looks like. They've looked like they've never been inside. 
and just said, can I, can I pray for you? And, you know, they just, again, the same reaction is, you know, this tearing up and actually this big guy, this big tough guy started like shaking and, and as he was being prayed over and then it turned out that they had a, um, an elderly father in the car and we walked out to, to him. We brought some food, soup cans and asked, um, is there anything I could pray for you for? Uh, you know, how are you feeling? And, and uh, he mentioned his ear. So we, we pray. And after a, a few prayers, he's, and I go, now, how, what are you feeling? What are you sensing? And he's like, I, I could hear. I was like, you could hear? Could you hear before? He's like, no, like you couldn't. And I could hear now. And he's like, so we're just thanking God. And so it's, it's persistence, uh, faith, uh, uh, praying uh, for many people and when god wants to move he'll move and that's that's i just look for that to happen and i love how it's just natural for you like of course you asked can you hear now can you hear now right. but but you knew it was going to happen because god sent you god sends you and you don't just take lightly when you pray for someone you know that hey i'm being nudged to pray for this person yes and whether you're in new jersey or whether you are in Hayes, Montana, whether you are, you know, at the Navajo Nation, I love most about you, Joe, that no matter where you are, you are Joe Florio. And that's such a huge, you know, a huge praise to who Christ is in you. I, I know so many times people go on missions trips and it's almost like they're different individuals. They have these great high moments and then they come home and they're completely different individuals. But when you went to Hayes, you just brought what God has already done in your life. And then you came back and did the very same thing. So, so let me ask you a question. What was your big Kairos moment, that divine moment that God was speaking in your life about what he was doing in you as you went to Hayes and then you came back? Kairos moment, it's twofold. It's if, if we didn't go on that trip, there was no trip that was going to happen. It's like God calls us and it's our response that that makes the difference. Our, our saying yes. So uh, when I see an individual who's broken, and you could see if clearly they've had a rough life or they've had a, a rough day. If I don't approach that person, then who will? If I don't approach that person, nobody will. And that just weighs on my heart. And as uncomfortable as it is, I was like, Holy Spirit, you have to make this a little more comfortable for me. I'm walking over to to that person. I don't know them. They don't know me. And I know, I know the Holy Spirit shows up because he, he always does. And that, that's what it looks like. And the other part of the Kairos moment is, is, is showing up. And it hit me when we did the two church services over two consecutive Sundays. Out of this town of 4,400 people, there were eight people that came out to the church service. And then it hit me. It's like to reach people, the church has to go beyond the four walls. Yeah. The the church has to go out to the people that go out to the brokenness. Ambulances rush out to brokenness. And that's how I, I see it. Uh, we, we have to go to where the need is. Yeah. And, it, and it's not just, you know, to haze or other parts of the world. It's, it's right in front of us. And, and again, Joe, that's something that you really have set an example for in our own communities, whether it be Mawa or West Milford. And, and so I just want to just, you know, 
tell you, keep doing what God is doing in your life. He is up to something really special. And we see it, and we applaud what God is doing, and we are excited for it. So, so over the past probably two years, you've been building this whole ministry on Facebook. It's like a virtual ministry. Yeah. Three years, um, actually. Yeah. Three years. Mm-hmm. After you went to Hayes the first time, and then when you went to the Navajo Nation, and then through Hayes. And even in the story of that, that boy that you had what we're ministering to in Hayes, he, his grandfather knew you through Facebook. Yes. Correct? Yeah. And so because of that relationship, there was trust already built. And so tell us a little bit about this ministry that God has been using you through virtual ministry. Three years ago, we're doing the the missions trip and we left. Our, Our week was up and the pastor out there, him and his family, they had moved on as well. And it just hit me that like, what voice is there in the community? There, there is no voice. And again, if, if not me, then what would the voice be? I just felt a personal calling to reach out to them. And, but I'm in New Jersey. They're in Montana. How do we do that? Social media, just being a, a pen pal. That's how, it, that's how I phrase it. Cause that's how it is. We correspond like daily and, uh, and, interacting daily and they're very raw in their posts they really put it all out there they're very and it's very real and they don't hold back and uh when i when i see broken posts that's like i just go right and respond to it Uh, people contemplating suicide or they're saying you know i don't want to live and just brokenness and i I respond and offer to you know pray or even talk live and yeah it's like it's a real conversation an ongoing conversation relationship yeah, and that's where in social media can be such a, an amazing tool. It can really can be such a great tool is that when we engage it in such a way that we're building relationships, not just kind of spouting off what we believe or, or finding our stance or, or making some kind of uh, political statements. It, social media can be a very dangerous tool, but yet it can be a very powerful tool for the kingdom of God. So let me ask you one last question. Um, I know this year you, you're going to continue to be doing this virtual ministry online, but but you're also starting a life group at our church, a missional community. Tell us how we can partner with you as we prepare to go to Hayes again next summer and Lord willing the next summer and Lord willing the next summer. How can we, the church, partner with you and even your team that has gone to, to Hayes in the past? Foremost is is prayer. So, so thank you for, for, for asking that question. Prayer is so powerful. There is such a need for prayer and the people of Hayes appreciate the prayer. They feel our prayers, and our prayers make a difference. So if you could pray for that community, that would be just amazing. If you'd like to go deeper and pray specifically for people for specific uh, situations, we can do that too. Uh, I put out prayer requests, and I get feedback of, please pray for this situation, that situation. So I can give you real-life situations to pray into. Thirdly is this uh, missional community that Margie and I are uh, reshaping is when we do our up, in, and out, this missional community is going to have a, a cultural, missional, a real true missional cultural aspect to it where the focus, as, as we know, is like we love to love on our, our community of Mawa and our surrounding towns. But it, with this missional community, it's just going to be slightly different. Everything's going to be the same, slightly different, but the community that we love on and serve will be uh, the, the community of Hayes, Montana. 
and with ongoing, not just one week out of the year, but as part of our natural rhythms to interact and communicate and to serve any way we can being remotely. Yeah. And that's been a prayer of ours too, is because, you know, our groups do do local ministry. One of our prayers was, is that we would even have groups that would be doing, you know, ministry throughout the U S and even globally. And so this is actually an answer to prayer, Joe, that, that your group is saying, Hey, let's partner with Hayes to see a life group doing ministry, not only for them, but more importantly with them, yes, right? Absolutely. Just as importantly with them. And, and I think that's what we have to realize that, that we are doing ministry together. We are called to, to equip the people that God puts in our life. And, and that's what I think sets the, the plant up to be such a unique church, such a unique body of Christ is that when we go, we go to equip. We don't go to just be a bunch of superheroes. We go to equip people to do the work of the gospel. And I'll never forget what happened the first trip out to Hayes. They said, wow, you have taught us to be a missional community right here in our own community. And there were conversations regularly during that week about that they had were forming what needs to look like a missional community. And it was just something that was picked up um, really instinctively. And, and that's really neat to see, to see happen. Um, and so listen, if you want to get involved and partner with Joe, there are ways one pray for Joe. That that's, that's something we should all be doing. Amen. We should yeah. all be doing that Two, If you really want to take a step further, partner with Joe pen palling with people through social media. And then three, Joe and Margie are starting a new group that is, their missional out is going to be to really the, the native community um, both in Hayes and in the Navajo Nation. And who knows where this will go? We have no idea. And so here's what I want to do, Joe. I just want to uh, close by praying for you and what God is going to continue to do in your life and through your life this coming year. So let's pray together. Thank you. Father God, I thank you for our time with Joe. Thank you for this time to hear Joe's heart and to hear what you've been doing in and through him. God, we've been praying for Hayes for some time now, and we want to see the gospel continue in Hayes, not only in Hayes, but in the Navajo Nation. And so would you use this coming year, this, this group, this life group, missional community to, par to partner both virtually and in relationship with people both in Hayes and the Navajo Nation, that we would be able to know Christ and make him known. God, would you give our church the the foresight to see beyond ourselves, and the willingness to go wherever you call us. And God, would we be able to say, here we are, Jesus, send us. God, I pray that you would bless Joe. I pray that you would continue to lead him in what's next in his life. And God, may we as a church come around him and support him and cheer him on in the areas that he is called to lead. And I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Joe, I want to thank you for joining us for this podcast. And we will do this again, my friend. But it was so good to hear about what you had been a part of this summer, what God is going to do. And it would be great for us maybe in about five months to regroup and do this again and, and hear how your group's going. So, great. So, Plant Family, I want to thank you for taking time to being part of this podcast. And know this, Plant Family, we love you, we are praying with you, and we are praying for you. Have an amazing day.